You know, as I was praying about uh, what to share today, I just really felt like God say, hope abounds. Hope abounds. You know, there's so many things to be hopeful for. And there's so many things that God did, which I want to cover in a bit, in 2023. That, to me, it just gives me fresh hope and fresh life for a new year, for all that God has in store for us. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Family, that's, that's a big part, isn't it? As you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to speak about hope today, but I also want to take some time to review. You know, this isn't our, our actual annual congregational review, but it might feel like it for a minute. Because I just want to brag about the church family, what God has done this past year, a little bit. In 2023, we prayed about an annual theme. We've been trying to do an annual theme as like a focus for the year. And so um, this year, we were, we were praying about a theme and just believing that God would show us, uh, you know, some words that would, would inspire us throughout the year. And our theme for this past year was take action and advance. Take action and advance. And our verses that we used were Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, which says, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then your, all, all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. And so I really believe that God was asking us to take some action, take some risks, take, make some advances for his kingdom. And I just want to say that I'm just so proud of everyone that we did. We took actions. We took things, steps to build the kingdom of God in our church and in Frazee. And um, the next slide just says what the question that I really felt God was asking us. You know, we were, were we by God's grace going to step out, take risks, and take ground for the kingdom? One of the early moments in the year that we had to make a decision if we were going to step back out was our annual uh, wild game feed. And we decided to go for it. We decided to do it. There is a little bit of risk in doing something that on that scale. Um, it takes a lot of people. It takes some investment. It takes some money to make all of that happen. And you know what? We're like, if not now, then when? Let's step out. Let's go for it. Let's be a light in our community. And so we did so, and it went smashingly well. And... It was just, it was a great thing to me. And you might ask, Ryan, what does throwing an event have to do with gaining ground for the kingdom or for making an advance? And, and really for me, it was, it was the question of, are we going to step out and be his people in the community in a bigger way again? Because a lot of us, well, I don't know, maybe just me, but I think there's a lot of mindset in our culture of, are we going to post-COVID go out and be people who are out in public and taking risk and um, just loving people again uh, as a community? Are we going to take steps? Or are we going to be kind of stuck in this, it's about me and my own, um, very safe, secluded, why should I care about other people? You know, it's very, it was very easy coming out of COVID to kind of just stay put, wasn't it? And, and, I, I, and I mean, nationally, volunteerism was definitely in a slump beginning of 2023. In our church this past year, you guys 
we grew phenomenally as far as the amount of people involved in different things. And um, I don't have a, a stat on that, but I'm so proud of us for saying, you know what, God is with us. What do we have to fear? What do we have to be afraid of? Let's step out. Let's make a difference in Frazee. So good job. Proud of you guys. Uh, last year was, as a church family, was a year of growth. Um, I figure that we grew by about 25% the past year as far as the amount of people coming. Everyone's taking a day off today, obviously, but <laughs> it's kind of an odd Sunday that way. Um, but our average weekly attendance went up by about 20 people a week. That's significant. Um, we, after people come a few a few weeks, we write their name down and kind of keep track if they keep coming. And so we have a total number of people that are on a list that we keep track of. We added 75 people from January to January. That's huge. And just as the membership show, we added 30 new members to our church this past year. Come on, that's exciting. All right. If, consider this, if we total up on our average Sunday, the amount of people who come, our release time ministry, our youth group ministry, our physical weekly impact, not counting people who watch online and that kind of thing, we are reaching 275 people a week. You guys, that's pretty huge for Frazee, Minnesota. It's exciting. Uh, our release time currently reaches one quarter of the elementary school. One quarter. Uh, other things that were just out in the community and making a difference, twice blessed, uh, our community thrift store is doing phenomenally well. So we have some fresh blood, some fresh life stepping in. We've got old members uh, remaining faithful. Guys, uh, they continue to, um, you know, it's not just about making money, making sales. It's about being an influence there and blessing people as they come through. Um, but also, they have been successful as far as... Uh, making a good amount that they're able to reinvest into the community. One of the things that they did recently was they helped support the food boxes that we gave out at Christmas. So praise God and thank you to all the Twice Blessed volunteers. You guys are amazing. In addition, a lot of our members are active in serving the mission of Cornerstone Community and Youth Center which I'm very excited about, very blessed to see what God has done and is doing. Uh, they've been, the youth center portion of it has been open for six months. They have had 230 youth come through the doors that they have impacted and blessed and fed and um, just, been, just been there for, you know, a safe place for kids to belong. And there's just really, really good people that are leading the way there. And so I'm, I'm very blessed by that. All that to say, our impact as a church and Christ followers in Frazee has never been stronger. It's never been stronger. You guys, it's so encouraging because I, you know, I just see that um, God desires us to be a force for good, for his kingdom, for his purposes here in this community and as other people are involved from other communities as well, other communities. We've seen people saved through faith, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit, making decisions to live for Jesus every day in their lives. Another thing we had the opportunity to be a part of this last year was to help Christian Fellowship in Detroit Lakes start their youth ministry. And uh, we got some youth here today. Good to see you guys here. 
But, um, you know, it was a little bit of stress on our youth group to invite another group in and let them grow within our group and then ultimately to send them out to where they're now leading their own group. And uh, CF has been meeting for three weeks. Their group is going strong and growing. And so that's a super exciting thing that we were able to be a part of, that our youth were able to be a part of and encourage. And uh, so awesome thing as well. Um, you know, reality check, you know, it was hard losing, or might not losing, but Mike stepping down from the youth uh, director and worship director position. Um, but you know what? Uh, still blessed to see Mike. Still happy to see that, um, you know, they're uh, remaining involved in the church. But we did have to pivot. Um, so in May, we had to pivot for the summer. And so I am so blessed that Kylene Horde uh, stepped up and said, by the way, I got your name right. First time. I have called her Kylene Myasek all year. Isaac, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kylene and I and Isaac, we grew up together. And um, so just a blessing that uh, all the years of experience that Kylene had, you know, not only leading, helping lead the youth group, but growing up in this youth group and then being able to step in and lead for the summer was a real, real blessing. So let's give Kylene a clap. Uh, currently, um, I have stepped in to help lead the youth team. We have a great youth team, which has honestly made these transitions not very difficult. So uh, well done to Michelle Strand, Karen Mitchell, Pam, Darren, Bree, and now Becky with Meals. And we aim to continue to add to that team because not everyone can come every night and that kind of thing. So if anyone says, I have a heart for youth ministry, please do come and talk to me. Yeah, so good stuff. Um, we've also got a group of seven of that of our youth group that we're calling Next Gen or Next Generation Leaders. And so I meet with them before youth group. We pray together. We're going through a Bible plan together. And, so, and, and they do get uh, some input on what we're going to do as, a, as part of youth group as well. So blessed to have those guys um, just helping bring solutions to the team. The worship team has also changed quite a bit. Um, Tammy has been leading more. Nicole Heston has stepped up and led more. I've been leading more. Uh, you know, me leading is not the long-term solution, but I have felt God's grace for both worship and for uh, helping step into youth group for this season. And so I enjoy that my kids are in youth group right now, and I enjoy that I get to rock with Ashton and Sam's off and helping and so it's a blessing to be able to step in and be a part of the, some of those things, um, not long-term, but uh, it's been good. Here's a truth that I have learned over the last 10 years of being the lead pastor. This is the truth. God is faithful to his church. God is faithful to his church. You know, we haven't lacked for anything, and we haven't lacked very long, even in needed positions where um, you know, we've needed someone to step into. God has provided, and you know what? He loves this church. He loves you. He loves this community even more than I do. Amen? Even more than you do. He loves this church. He loves you. And he is, he is faithful, and he's going to be faithful. And so you know what? Because we serve a faithful God, hope abounds. We can enter into 20, 2024 full of hope, that the same faithful God that brought us through 23, that built into us in 23, 
is going to continue to be the faithful God who builds into us this year. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful. What's he faithful to? Well, he's going to be faithful to bringing you where you need to be in your call and in your walk with him uh, before you pass, right? We, we hopefully are changing to be more and more like Jesus every year that we are on this earth so that hopefully you don't recognize you from 30 years ago. Even if you were walking with Jesus, I, there are things about me I'm so grateful that God has helped me walk through and overcome I used, my wife can tell you, I used to be more short-tempered, more quick to just be like, I'm right and you're wrong. Oh, young me, young me. She says that's an outfit right there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm complimenting. Well, I'm not really. I'm talking about me here, not you. <laughs> the one who calls you is faithful. Family, he is faithful to bring you where you need to be. Amen. He will do it. That's right. As we submit to him, as we say yes to him, as we follow him, he will do the work in you and he will do the work through you. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? Well, it means, this is straight up of Merriam-Webster, it means to be steadfast in affection or allegiance, loyal a faithful friend. Aren't you glad that your God is a faithful friend? Aren't you glad that he will never leave you nor forsake you? Aren't you glad that in your dark days, you're not alone? Firm in adherence to promises or an observance of duty. Conscientious. A faithful employee is the example. You know what? God never misses a beat, does he? Given with strong assurance, binding a faithful promise. God's promises will never fail. True to the facts, to a standard, to an original, a faithful copy. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the exact representation of his Father in heaven. We know what God is like. And, and the last uh, observation, or the last definition they had, which they claim is obsolete, faithful, is uh, full of faith. You know what? I think it takes faith to remain faithful. We have to have faith. We have to trust that God's promises are true. We have to trust that he is going to see us through. We have to trust that he is going to be there with us through our dark days. And so we need to have faith to trust in God's faithfulness. You know what? Because God is faithful, we can respond with faithfulness. We can be loyal, right? We can be loyal to him. We can show up when he calls us. We can follow. We can be, have firm adherence to his promises. Amen? We can have strong assurance. And we can be a faithful copy of our God in heaven. We can be like Jesus in this world. Because he is faithful, we can respond with faithfulness. And because he is faithful, family, hope abounds. 
I love how the message translation puts Ephesians 3.20. I should say the message paraphrase, really, but because um, the wording is, is uh, definitely an interpretation of the Greek and Hebrew. But I love how Eugene Peterson puts things sometimes. It makes you think about the original. God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Love that. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. I love that, don't you? Our God is able to do more than we can think or imagine. So three things that we can place our hope in. First, as we've been talking, who God is. In Revelation, Jesus uh, is described as having a name as faithful and true. Faithful and true. You know, in a world where truth is kind of crazy, what's true, what's not, Jesus is truth. What he says is truth. Faithful. He will be faithful to you. He will not leave you. He will not abandon you. Second things we can put our hope in is what he's done. I love the uh, mural outside of Cornerstone. Well done, Sharon Johns. And of course, we had some great youth, uh, Emma Ketter and others that were helping with that mural. But I love the saying, you've lived through 100% of your hardest days. That's a good message for youth. That's a good message for us. We have lived through 100% of our hardest days. And God has been faithful to us through all of those days. And if he can do it then, he can do it now. In Isaiah 43, it says, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And I love how he summarizes that. Look what God did. He destroyed Pharaoh and his armies and the horses and chariots that were chasing him. He said, look, see, I am doing a new thing. God, people, God has new things in store for you this year. We don't quite have our, our theme laid out quite yet for this coming year, but I have a feeling that it's somewhere around this that God is going to be doing something new in us as a church family, and I'm excited about it. Third thing that can give us hope is what he's promised. You know, God's, God's promises are not just wind. You know, they're not based on another person or like shifting shadows, as James puts it. What he's promised, he's promised to provide. You know, we, sometimes I, Spend time worrying about, oh, how are we going to balance this? And how are we going to do this? You know what? Jesus really calls us back to simple faith. Simple faith of trusting. In Matthew 6.31, he says, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? How often do we ask those same questions, right? How are we going to do this? says, for the pagans run after all these things. What's a pagan? A pagan is just someone who doesn't know God. So he's saying, the people who don't know God 
chase these things with all of their lives, family, we should be different. We should have a rest. We should have a peace. We should have a hope knowing that we are his kids. We can trust him to care for us. He says, for the pagans run after all these things and, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I love that since the idea that not only, Lord, am I seeking for you to care for my basic needs, but Lord, I'm asking that you would provide enough so that I can be a blessing to people around me. So that I can abound in every good work. So that we as a church can abound in every good thing that God has called us to. Psalm 34.10 says, The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. It's good. Those are promises we can bank on. Second, what he's promised. He promised to give you rest. I hope that you've had a little bit of rest over the break. Y'all are looking at me like you want to punch me. I didn't get any sleep. <laughs> But Jesus promises rest. And of course, it starts here, right? Even if you're laying down, if you don't have peace within, guess what? You have no rest. And even if you don't get as much sleep as you want, if you have peace within, guess what? You can have rest. And so Jesus asks us to come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It's his promise. Take my yoke upon you. That's his teaching. That's his will. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Aren't you glad that we don't serve an arrogant, mean God? I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Ah, I love those verses. I love to just sit in them meditate on them and let the Holy Spirit minister to my heart as I need it so I can let go of anxiety. I can let go of fear. I can let go of worry because Jesus says, come to me and you will find rest. Another thing that he promises and what a good promise and these are just three of, I'm sure, hundreds of scriptural promises. He promises to always love you. Think about that. If you're, if you're like me, you're, you're wired a little bit to think negatively and probably negatively about yourself first. Right? Oh, I can't believe I messed it up again. Dumb Ryan doing it again. A little bit of perfectionism runs through the family genes. But you know what? It, it is not my perfection that matters. It is his perfection. And it's learning how to rest in his perfection and just doing, the, doing what God asks and doing what I can in my own, you know, in his strength. But you know what? He promises to always love you. Always love you. Romans 8.39 says, No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever 
be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You guys, if you have no other relationship in this world, you have a Father in heaven who loves you perfectly, who will never forsake you, never abandon you, never stop loving you. And we need that. Man, we need that. We need to rest in his love. We need to receive his love. Find strength in his love. Know who we are because of his love. So, man, we have a good father. He's going to do what he's promised. He's going to provide. He's going to give you rest. And he is going to faithfully love you no matter how good or bad you do this coming year. Praise the Lord. We have a lot to stand on, don't we? So thank you, God. I want to end by reading Psalm 146. And then I'm going to pray and we'll wrap up. Psalm 146 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May our worship increase in 2024. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. When their spirit departs, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. I will not put my hope in human beings in 2024. By the way, it's an election year. Moving on. (laughs) Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow. And he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So family, I just want to encourage you. God has called us to hope and not to despair. Not to despair. Some of you might be feeling a little desperate today in some area of your life. And, and you're just saying, God, where are you? What, what's going on with this? How come this isn't being resolved? How come this isn't being solved? And I just want to pray for you. Would you bow your heads? Father, I thank you, Lord, for your people this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are the faithful God. Lord, I thank you that you have not called us to despair, but you've called us to hope. Lord, I pray for anyone here today that is just frustrated. Lord, is just, uh, the need just continues to be there. It could be a person, it could be a situation at work, it could be work itself. Father, I pray that you would give them hope today. Lord, hope knowing that you aren't going anywhere. Hope knowing that that you are there with them in the middle of the struggle. Lord, just as you've stepped into each one of our lives, God, you know how to step into situations that we feel hopeless about. So Lord, we just give our lives to you fresh today. 
Holy Spirit, I just pray that you come and minister comfort in Jesus' name to each one that's struggling. And Lord, I pray even for just glimpses of hope in, in the situations that they're struggling with. Father, that there would be, uh, you know, it's not about all of our circumstances changing, but Lord, it sure feels good sometimes to see little changes within the circumstances. So Father, I just pray that you'd give people glimmers of hope this morning in the situations they feel desperate about. Lord, I thank you that you are the God of all hope and you're the God of all comfort. Father, I pray for situations where there just won't be a turnaround. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to to just heal our hearts, Lord. Father, where there's been loss, where there might be loss. God, I thank you that you are with us, Lord. You, You haven't abandoned us, Lord. God, you see the beginning, you see the end, you see everything in between. And you're here for us, Jesus. So Lord, we do pray for those glimmers of hope. And Father, we do just release things that that we can't control. So much of our life we can't control. But God, you are in control. So we just give that to you this morning, Lord. Father, we just release people. We release situations. We release even where we have felt inadequate. Lord, and we pray that, that you would do something new in us today, Lord. Father, you, again, you'd heal our hearts, Lord. You'd give us fresh insight into where we can step in, if it's, our, if it's meant for us to step into situations. God, we just ask your kingdom come and your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, we ask this, Lord. Amen. God, we give you praise. Amen. If you would like to receive further prayer, virtually.